I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the Urstacrabs delved further into the Third Wizard to the ruins infested by goblins and hobgoblins and many sorts of other creatures. After leaving Darn behind, as well as Meepo, after dealing with the Gumbo King, they found a cave with an icy river, which they chose to jump across. But I, myself, Rubert, was grabbed by an octopus. We dealt with the octopus and dealt further deeper until we found a serpent statue with crystal eyes. After much debate, the party decided to remove the eyes from the statue and place them in a platter, which opened a portal beyond. The party now finds themselves beyond the portal after traveling through the Feywild. What awaits them in the Sunday Citadel? Let us find out in Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. just stepped through the portal uh, that you uncovered by removing the gemstones and setting that from the eye of the dragon statue and uh, sorry, serpent statue and setting them in the dish. When that caused the vines to open, you took a moment, a hard pause, and then stepped through the portal it created. And now your characters step out into this sunken grove. And when you stepped in this sunken grove, you spotted a uh, strange... Uh, sight before you. You clearly are in a large subterranean, incredibly wet and a low tide smelling cavern. Uh, however, there are low walls built within it as if there was a part of a castle once existing within this grove, likely when it was far above on the uh, cliffs above which used to be land. Although the most shocking of features was the people within here and the great tree looming over them, and not to mention the large frog off to the side. That's right, a large frog. There were uh, you, you saw a druid, undoubtedly Belak, the uh, druid who was exiled from the Obed High Grove off in Port Providence, who had uh, come here according to uh, the Hobgoblin, uh, and had come here and the other goblins with the intent to attend uh, to this Golthias tree, which is obviously that great tree looming in front of you in this dark, dank chamber. The other two humanoids standing next to uh, Belak, who are actively tending to the Golthias tree, you saw that their skin was a horrific uh, gray with like a mishmash of deep black veins running across them, and their eyes looked like dark pools of ink. Uh, you, or as you looked at them, uh, you were fairly confident that they were two of the missing explorers who had come into this uh, Sunless Citadel before you, seeking to uh, find this Golthias tree, or as they thought it was, this panacea fruit, on behalf of Gelin Primewater, just as you yourself have. But as you stepped into there, that sight alone was enough to daze you. 
but then your minds feel a strange haze, a, uh, a fog, as you start to wonder, just how long has it been since you stepped through that portal? And though you'll never quite remember what happened in that last two months to your characters, you have just stepped through a portal through the Feywild, enjoying a brief point within the Feywild, and arriving at about the same time in the mortal world, about the same time here in the Shattered Isles, perhaps a few seconds later, but fading quickly from your memory is months spent hidden away in the Feywild. You see Belek look up from this, uh, you see Belek look up from the cave, and uh, or look up from the tree, looking over at you with an eye of confusion, and he speaks out, Where did you come from? How did you get the portal to work? Who are you? The druid asks, not with an air of uh, evil, not with an air of uh, like sickening, haha, my master plan, but just an impressed confusion. And you recall, your goal here, as it rapidly comes back to your mind with the memories of the Fae disappearing, your goal here is to help Gelin Primewater recover one of the uh, one of the panacea fruits, a glowing uh, golden fruit that's more of like a nodule pulsing off the side of that Golthias tree. Your goal is to recover that for him before uh, his uh, fierce rival, Anders Salmar, can purchase it from the goblins. Uh, however, you've since discovered that that is in fact not just a, uh, a panacea, but the seeds to a great... Uh, or to to Golthi- or the fruit of a Golthias tree, which can be used to grow more of these vampire trees, these evil trees across the world. Uh, as you stop, you see uh, you see Bellic there. He's just asked you why are how why are you here? How did you open that portal? Who are you? What do you say here in his chamber? Uh, <clears throat> well, it's uh, that's a interesting question, of course. Um, I, my name is Ruber, Ruber Graysend. Uh, perhaps you've heard of my father, Alonso Graysend. Um. He looks and pauses for a moment. And, you know, let's let's go ahead and make a history check on him. Let's uh, let's see if he can. Uh, Are you about to wow, sell I, him something? I'm going to be honest. I don't have dice. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back. <laughs> And now, for that seamless transition that no one even notices, uh, Belak goes to make a... Uh, or as you ask Belak, you, I'm Rubert Graysand, uh, and you, you quote your father's name to him, checking to see if he knows of your father. He looks puzzled for a moment and says, I, I have been in this cave for <laughs> long enough that I fear never... I do not know that name. He doesn't know your dad. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fine. It's because you've been in this cave for so long. Of course, uh, you, if you were anywhere or anyone, people you would know. But that's beyond the point. Um, uh, we are a intrepid crew of adventurers looking for the fruit that is born here. He closes his eyes. Uh, a look of like frustration passing behind him as he takes a breath, as if trying to shove that that thought away. And the two figures next to him, the two uh, past adventurers, their skin now this ash gray with deep black veins running through it, and their eyes inky black pools turn towards you. One of them still wearing his plate mail, the other uh, wearing a sorcerer's robes. They take a step forward, interceding themselves between you and the tree, as if clearly saying, we stand between you and the tree. Belak uh, interrupts, and uh, kind of holds his hand up to stop them and says, Others come before you seeking the fruit. But the fruit of the great Gothias tree, it's not to be taken. It is to be dispersed. Do you understand? I believe so, or perhaps bartered for, traded for. I mean, everyone has a price. hmm? Uh, He sighs and says, Just like the goblins... 
Dern has them out selling the fruit. I tell them to take it, to bury it and plant it from an island to island, so that it might spread across the shattered isles as it once did. But Dern has them sell it to Port Providence. And those fools in town, they won't tend to it. They won't give it the space it needs to grow. They won't feed it its sustenance. And he says sustenance, his hand reaches up, brushing against a leaf, uh, as if stroking a cat. What, what, what is the sustenance? What do they need to survive? What, do, what does anything need to survive? The lion eats the deer. The bear eats the fish. The, tr- the mushroom grows on the flesh of the dead, just as the, uh, they require life. The Gothias tree, too, feeds on life. It's beautiful, no? It lives, even though it looks so dead. In an age long past, th- uh, someone, the ancients, must have staked must have staked a vampire on this very spot. The stake itself takes root, and so grows the Gothias tree, and now it reverberates with primal power for those who can tap it, a primal power that the ancient ones used to to reach into that veil between life or death. Through these things, the ancient ones talked to the gods, truly talked to them. And now this is the only one left in all of the Shattered Isles. How sorrowful is that? What kind of life does it need? The more vibrant, the better. Human, elf, dwarf, anything with thought feeds oh. the Galthias tree. He looks at uh, whoever shouted that noise and says, <laughs> Are you frightened by the idea of dying? All things die. He gestures to uh, the two adventurers with their uh, deep black veins running across their uh, skin and says, These two feared the same fate that you've just expressed fear to. But now look at them. Now that they have supplicated themselves to the Gothias tree, they are powerful. They are extensions of the tree. Maybe I just won't get that close to it. I want to go in for a look. Is it? Hey, can I walk up there? I put my hands up. I just want to get a closer look. Yeah, you start approaching, and uh, Bellic uh, studies you as if wondering, uh, do you have evil intentions here? Uh, are you trying to uh, sneak up to break the tree or steal from it, or are you actually just coming to look? Yeah, I get that a lot. It's the hat. I know it's nice. Um, <laughs> no, I just I want to look at it. Uh, Golfi- or Golfi- Bellic uh, sort of uh, invites you towards it and says, come, look, lay your eyes upon, uh, upon the great Golfias tree. Careful of its roots, if you touch them, it might deem you worthy of supplication. Oh, God. But he has been, uh, he is sufficiently fed currently. I do not want this tree go- growing too greedy. He gestures again to the two supplicants, the former adventurers, who it quickly, uh, you realize, these thralls are no longer truly alive. Uh, he Can allows like- you to approach. Yeah, can I stand next to one of the thralls? I'm like, yeah. Uh, do you stand next to the uh, sorcerer or the uh, uh, the sorcerer who you, you're betting is uh, Sharwin, uh, one of the two adventurers, and uh, the man in uh, plate is the other, the Sir Bradford, undoubtedly. I'll stand next to the sorcerer. Hey, how's it going, uh, Phil Collins? Can I <laughs> can I shake his hand or just? The sorcerer is a woman, but you extend uh, you extend your hand out to her. Her hair is matted, and you see full of mud. It looks like she was buried beneath the ground herself. You extend. She turns towards you, and the her black eyes 
Thor into you, almost oh, seeming wow. to drink you in. She does not extend a hand out to touch you. She doesn't show you any proper human interaction. There's no there's no sign of her being a creature. And Belek even comments, your customs of civilization fall empty on this tree. The Golthias tree is the epitomization of the wild, of raw power. They are simply roots, similar to the roots in the ground, similar to the tree or the leaves on this nearly dead tree. Okay, so uh, we don't do handshakes here. Great. Cool. Um, <laughs> can I get a better look at it now that I'm close to it? Yeah. Can I the... see the. I'm not going to steal the panacea, but do I see where it is growing? Yeah, you see that growing like a uh, like kind of half hidden beneath the branches. I mean, you now have a great view of it. You see that there is indeed a fruit, and I put that in quotations. Uh, on the tree, although it doesn't hang from it, it instead grows like a like imagine amber, like an old tree that's been uh, stabbed and sap has come boiling out of it uh, and a great uh, hard lump of sap sits off to the side only it's nearly the size of like a grapefruit uh, bulging out here. It is warty and strange and clearly a growth on this tree and yet it glows with a soft golden light Okay, one more question. Is the like the vampire corpse or like the stake itself visible? Uh Belek said the stake grew into the tree. As okay. if is in this tree it began as a stake. Okay. That's understood. So cool. The, yeah, the is tree cool. is effectively an undead stake. Uh Belek. Our we we don't seek the panacea for ourselves. We Work for a patron who actually wants to grow, to grow the fruit. A patron who wishes to grow the Gothias tree in a garden, no doubt, fenced and hemmed in as a thing to show and to trade for profit. He shudders, clearly disgusted. I would sooner the tree burn than be turned into a tool for the profiteers and merchants of Port Providence. I would sooner fulfill the wishes of that bastard druid of Obed High before I allow this fruit to fall into the hands of profiteers. And he looks too sternly. I want to speak druidic to him um, as like a one-on-one and ask him... um, I look over at the sorceress and then at the two explorers and I look back at him and in Druidic I ask how long does Gothiath feed on these people? Uh, in Druidic he speaks back to you and he is impressed at that but you can tell there's a sudden apprehension. There's an eagerness as if to talk to one of his own kind but an apprehension. Um as in someone else who knows Druidic. Uh, And uh, he says, it takes but a day, one, or dawn, or dusk to dusk, and then the supplicant becomes a thrall to the Gathias tree. And from then, there is no going back. I'm sorry, I don't understand a lot of those words. (laughs) Could you... Uh, So how long... (laughs) It feeds for one day's time. From dusk till dusk, the supplicant rests buried in the mud beneath it. As the Gothias tree drains of them that which makes them humanoid, that life force, and replaces it with its own will, its own extent, uh, its own blood, its own sap and ichor. And when will it need to feed again? He strokes at the tree's uh, trunk. Can you not feel it shuddering? And you as a druid actually are tapped into the primal power. And as you've kind of stepped forward along with uh, Phil to ask these questions, you can feel a thrumming in the air. It's not so powerful from the maybe 15 feet away you are now, but it, it is a definite pulse 
that uh, seems to reach out to you. And you can tell that if you were to reach out and tap into this, you it's almost as if you were, if you were to take a bit of the power of the Golthias tree, you yourself would be greatly empowered, uh, far more capable, far more capable of wielding the magics of the druid. And yet, you can tell there's something wrong, something twisted, something evil. He said it was born of a vampire's stake. It is, it is a tool kill, uh, bathed in vampire's blood that feeds on the life of intelligent creatures. This thing, though it pulses with primal power, is seeped with so much wickedness, so much undead, or undeath. And undeath is truly the antithesis of a druid's purpose, the antithesis of life, of life. And you can feel that evilness within it, that wrongness. I reach out for it, but I don't grab it. I instead pull back and I look back at Belloc and ask him, um, but why are you here and not with our people in Obed High? He uh, scoffs and he says that so-called keeper, Farin Castellar, the keeper of the Obed High, of the sea grove at Port Providence, he, my circle, he, uh, of Obed High, expelled me for my, because I dared to expand uh, our uh, reach, our protection beyond that paltry seagrove beyond what uh, rides on the islands, and I dared reach into the very soils to look to those things left behind by the Ancient One. Suffice it to say, I dared to expand nature's reach in ways they couldn't grasp. I dared to use the Gothias tree. How do you know this is what the stars wanted of you? And now I'm speaking back in um, common. Uh, he looks at you and scoffs and says, Stars? Only fools of the Obed High Grove. Only the wastelings who once walked the Shattered Isles care for the stars. No, the Ancient Ones, they used these trees to pierce the veil of life into the land of the dead. They used them to speak to the gods themselves. That is guidance. That is power, druid. Can you not feel that? I have a name. And I what can... was it? Celeste. Of course. Celeste, who cares about stars? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> well, if you think about it, stars have were the ones that warned the ancient ones of the Everstorm. Stars were the ones that outlasted and avoided the Everstorm. And they're still with us. They're the ones who saw it all. They're the ones who see past time. So even if this tree can touch death, the stars see it all. So, uh, uh, Celeste, point. Celeste, you engage in a... Uh, a druidic religious discussion with Belak, <laughs> trying to uh, open him up to basically you're proselytizing to yeah. him. Uh, I'm gonna go let you go ahead. I worked on uh, there. I'm gonna let you make a religion or performance check. Your call to see how well uh, he handles this. It worked on <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, he shakes his head, uh, clearly a zealot of his own beliefs, uh, and he says, "No, wait. It, if you, uh, the star, you're, you're trying desperately to defend your own beliefs, but I don't have time to worry anymore about the beliefs of other druids or any gestures to the other or other would-be explorers who do nothing but delve into the sacred places of ancient ones like goblins to pillage and pilfer. Wait, uh, what do you mean you don't have time? Everything around here is death. What are you, what is the rush? Uh, he uh, looks at you with a 
an anger, an insult, and says, you I didn't mean it insultingly. It is only, or all I have, and mind you, he's pretty short, so he's like looking up to you as he says this. It is, it is not that I must deal with task. It's not that I must... My time runs short, you see. Days, months, I do not know. None can tell. Well, some people can tell. And you look at this. You look at this ancient, uh, ruined-looking man who, like beneath his robe, those of you who've gotten close can now see that his beard is uh, frizz- like frazzled. His skin is deep set and pale, and uh, like looks like it's kind of starting to sag or even fall off parts of him. This man clearly has allowed himself to be fed on significantly by the Golthias tree, and I don't have space for doubt in my mind, for discussion. There is only the Gothias tree. There is only ensuring that others are here to care for it when I am gone. And he points to the two thralls. Well, oh, we can we can take care of it for you. I'm going to need a deception on that. <laughs> uh, somehow I don't believe the... Uh, the the this this crew of no sorry no the crew of the naughty uh, dreams who uh, who's hoping to one day get a better boat wants to spend the rest of their days in an underwater cave taking care of a vampire tree. So you also to... you also opened up with I'm sure you have a price. We're here to come take the fruit. <laughs> no, this is absolutely a session. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, no, we'll take care of it for you, and then like. His, oh, you fulfilled my bargain, and then he just turns into dust, and then we take the fruit. <laughs> uh, deception. Oh, that's a crit, baby. That's a fucking motherfucking yeah. crit. <laughs> oh, there's no critical ability checks in 5th like edition d and Yeah. Okay, well, Bellic rolled, uh, rolled a hard four, so... <laughs> Bellic oh. looks at you, and he says, You would... Oh, this is so sad, Dad. <laughs> and you see there's a sparkle of hope in his near-dead eyes. <laughs> Would you? No, I don't know you. I couldn't trust you. I'd need a... How would I be able to trust you on this? How do I even... You have a druid with you, and he looks at Celeste. As naive as you are, you'd still be capable of learning true power. Hold up. I led us here. And you were capable of getting your way down here, whether that meant killing your way through goblin hordes or Don't sound so surprised. That's exactly what it meant. Also, look at this one as I point to Jules. Uh, They're almost as dead-looking as you. So, I mean, you're in good company, huh? He He notices Jules and he says... And you see a sudden trust spread across his face, a smile, and he says, I see it now. Of course I could trust you to tend to the Gothias tree. You were sent by the same one who gave me the visions to come here. You too are brought by the rotting king. You too are owned by Davy Jones. You guys never told me that. I think, what? I think Jules's heart just sinks um, and just doesn't know if that's uh. true, but thinks maybe that is true. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, you know, I don't really know about that old Davy Jones thing, but like, look, we have our own thrall. And I point at Meepo. Uh, you, you actually left Meepo a few rooms oh, back. Did, uh, where you guys? Uh, you left Meepo and Dern behind. I look around Meepo? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I I look up um, kind of nervously and I say, you're right. You can trust me because I owe my allegiance to him. Uh, he nods and says, well then, you'll have to stay down here for the next few months so I can teach you how to care for the tree. And when those months are over, and I have supplicated the Gothias tree, it will be yours. Can we use a different word? 
is there like a is supplicate really the best vibe of the like what's happening it is you must oh. make an oath of offering of yourself to the tree oh. it is not just feet acting yourself as fertilizer but a but hey, so you have well. to be willingly given not necessarily mm-hmm. by yourself but you must be given as an offering to the tree so that it chooses to accept you what if we offered others in our place? Like we went around and gathered some other people and like, hey, you want you want to be an offering? There's still there's still some survivors upstairs. <clears throat> Perhaps they would love True. to offer themselves. Yeah, he, he uh, almost spits at that and says, "Goblin flesh, no. Only the highest tiers of life forms are allowed yeah. for the Gothias tree." I, portals count. I fed it goblin in the beginning, and the fruit was bitter. It wilted. The tree was dying. It was not until I offered it an elf that it flourished. Elves, men, dwarves, and halflings, those are what it feeds upon best. That's kind of a racist tree. Well, racist tree. <laughs> He looks. He shakes his head. And he says, "There's no speciesism, racism at play here. Different tree, uh, plants require different types of fertilizer. Things are different." Hey, you know, I don't want to make a whole thing about this. No, hey, what the, hey, no. <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night, man. That's fine. Hey, but um, actually, that does. I'm sorry. Sorry to backtrack, uh, but. How did these goblins get a hold of this fruit? <laughs> they, we've, you've said that the goblins made it out of the fruit and planted it all over and they died. How did they get it if it's not just so willingly given? The goblins, they were not here until I opened the citadel for them, these lower tiers. They started coming in. I had to make deals with them, contracts until they feared what they call the dead tree more than they wanted to kill me. Eventually I became their dark lord, so to speak. I recruited Dern, that hobgoblin pirate which I'm sure you've killed. I recruited him to lead or to organize the goblins when he killed their chief. And through Dern, I had him or I would deliver to him and the goblins the fruit which they would take, ideally, out to the various isles and plant to spread not just at the, um, in Providence, but across all of the islands of, uh, of the Shattered Isles. But, of course, the goblins only sold it for petty coin to those fools in that port city. Well, you know, we're... Uh... I'm not, I'm not, I respect the idea of being down here for months, years, but, you know, just the same, couldn't we take the fruit instead of Dern and like, you know, grow it ourselves to prove our worthiness. And, you know, it's kind of more of a hands-on experience and, you know, you can rest up here a little bit longer. You know, you, you look great, but, uh, your skin is actually falling off your cheek as a, it just touched the ground. Your skin is falling <laughs> off of your face. He pushes it up with one withered bony hand. The, the, scour, the sores are so deep, there are parts that you see dry bones sticking out. As he pushes the skin back up on his face, uh, the nearly dead man sa- uh, kind of nods at your idea, and he says, you take the fruit and you plant it? How did you get here? What sort of ship do you sail in? Uh, naughty dreams, baby. You know it's. I I don't know what to say. It's almost a keelboat. It's almost a rowboat. It's hard to say. It, no, it is the grandest ship you have ever you would have ever laid eyes on. It is what well, it is. Oh, the masts they go on for miles. It would seem. The sails, they are below, even when there is no wind. I'm going to need a deception check <laughs> about your uh, your ratty rowboat that you sailed over here in. Uh, that's only going to be an 18. 
I got a 20, so he sees <laughs> through it. Uh, he looks and he says, You have no proper ship, do you? <clears throat> I mean, okay, that's the proper is uh, the subjective term, but uh, not at the moment, no. We have a, how you would say, a raft. <laughs> It's a would, big raft. You would need a true ship to reach far enough away that the the profiteers of Providence wouldn't come to pilfer your uh, shi- uh, pilfer wherever the fruit wherever you plant it. Think of this: in the, just the space of a month, two separate parties of adventurers sent by those merchants. Of, of providence sent here to steal it i am but myself these two he points to the uh, thralls and my frog it is it is only the two of us and my frog cool kit that could defend the tree more adventurers will come eat for this tree and for the other if you wherever you planted if you were to take the fruit from here, you would need a proper ship to sail it far away to nowhere so close to Port Providence, nowhere within rowing boat reach. You would need a proper sailing ship. Well, you know, I hate to talk business since we just met, but I'm I'm really going to break it down for you right here. Okay, so let's say you gave us the fruit. Uh, we quote-unquote, sold it to our false patron. And then when he goes to bury it, we dig it up. He's paid us enough money to get that ship. And then we just take it and leave, you know? It's kind of... Then we'd be able to sail far away from Port Providence. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Is this a legitimate plan you do, or are you deceiving? Uh, uh, I feel like you're deep in the deception here, so I'm going to need another. I mean, I can... That's I'd be willing to do that. I don't know how despicable. I, when I'm speaking for Phil, Phil's, you know, I'm trying uh, to barter with the guy. But um, so Phil would legitimately be willing to uh, then uh, honor the trade of going out and planting the seeds. I don't give a shit. I'll plant it. <laughs> All right. Well, Phil, I need a persuasion from you. Then it is a. It's an eight. <laughs> he shakes his head and he says it is too much that I might depend upon you succeeding there is too much chance of failure and he points again at the tree at the at, at the panacea fruit and says this is the last of the fruit that I will tend I shall not live to see the next fruit grow if this one does not spread and no one is here to tend the next then the Gothias tree will die. Can I, um, I'd, I want to push that role, but how I want to is I want to describe to him that, you know, we were sent here for those signet rings. So if we took those signet rings and we took the panacea, we could say that we destroyed the tree and killed everyone. And then that way it would keep him safe long enough for his thralls to continue to tend for this tree. Uh, so he has stated that his thralls don't seem capable of tending the oh, tree, okay. uh, and that he himself seems like he's going to crumble away. It's not just adventurers stabbing him; uh, he himself will crumble away from uh, generic necrotic rot from being in close proximity to this tree all the time. Um, if he is not, uh... so basically, it seems like there will be no one to tend this tree next year. And this is presumably the last fruit of the Gothias tree. Oh, and I'm according, all ideas. And according to uh, B- uh, Belek, this is the last of the Gothias trees, which according to Belek, the ancient ones used to talk to the gods and divine the future. Um, so he gives me that important information. One more thing and then I'll shut up. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so these guys aren't really alive anymore, right? That's what I'm getting. You have mud in your hair. That other guy looks very soulless over there, right? They are not alive as they were, but they are extensions of the Gothias tree. Can I have their signet rings? Uh, he uh, puzzles his eyes and says, They have no need, nor do I. 
he tells them, remove your rings, and uh, they both reach up with their hands and pull them off, and you see on uh, on the sorcerer, one of her fingers comes off with it, like a cracking, like wood, like a branch snapping, and it dangles off there, and you see that it's got a, a sap dripping out of it, and she kind of reattaches it and hands you the ring. Yeah, I get that. I hold up my hand that's missing a finger. Totally understand. <laughs> I take my hat off. Thank you. You've received both signet rings. <laughs> what? All right, easy, um, easy. What else will it take to convince you that we're the ones who are supposed to go away with the fruit and tend for the fruit for you? You would need means and collateral. collateral. Means meaning a ship better than what you have. Collateral meaning a consequence dear to you, as dear to you as the survival of the Goliath's tree is to me, that I could cash in if you were to betray me. I can help you with a ship, but only you can offer the collateral. Uh, I would hate if someone took my Tinderbox, my very, very <laughs> precious Tinderbox. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, Bellic, you've convinced Bellic by virtue of uh, Rubert's crit and Jules's uh, re- reliving uh, experience that uh, Bellic has interpreted as meaning you were sent by the rotting king, much like himself. Uh, between those two things, you convinced Bell or Bellic that you might be trustworthy as future caretakers. However, you've refused his offer for you to stay down here and learn how to tend it uh, for the next few months, like uh, like Bran season four or five, whatever that is, Game of Thrones. And instead of uh, being made to stay in this mud pit with a weird guy in a tree, um, you're saying you'd rather just take the seeds and go tend a new one. That's a lot less for him to keep his eye on and make sure you're doing it well. So he's needing a uh, collateral and he also worries you can't go far enough. So he needs you to get, have a better ship, which is your goal anyways. But he has said he is uh, able to help you with getting a better ship. You, you say you have a ship. The rotting King has sent one from his drowned fleet. <laughs> one, who does not sail from Elas and Vida, one who sails from a storm thought long lost. The Emperor of the Waves has uh, returned to the Shattered Isles. It sails with tattered, or it uh, rides the waves with tattered sails and makes way for Port Providence as we speak. I have seen this in visions, granted, he gestures to the tree, granted by the Gothias tree. Is he going to send a normal ship, or, or just that ship? The Emperor of Waves. It was a ship uh, better than all in its prime. It was the foremost of a merchant lord's fleet, you see, Albrecht Dralian once counted himself among the richest folk in all of Port Providence. His trade fleet was one of the largest and most prosperous of its kind, with hundreds of ships under his banner, dodging storms, pirate raids, and aquatic monsters to carry goods across the world. Yet Albrecht's uh, success perhaps came too fast and too easily. Although his profits eventually stabilized, his ambition kept expanding. Years ago, decades perhaps, before the, pi- er, before the wars between the pirate lords and Providence, his contacts in the, uh, in the southern jungles reported that he could uh, monopolize trade in rare spices and herbs, by making heavy investments there. Albrecht took the opportunity as a sure thing and leaped at the chance to get even richer. He sold as many of his assets as he needed and converted the proceeds to property deeds and promissory notes, then secured that portable wealth aboard the Emperor of Waves, his flagship. He sailed it down south towards the jungles. 
but it was devastated by storms. Lost in a cruel twist as the storms ravaged the ship who was named to dominate them. It was plunged to the bottom of the sea. Lost. But the rotting king has dredged it from the ground, uh, from those gr- uh, watery graves and sent it careening, laden with all its treasures back towards Port Providence. Perhaps there is divination here, a purpose. The rotting king sends sailors, he gestures towards you, sailors without a ship, looking to join the drowned fleet. And he sends a vessel dredged from the, uh, wa- uh, from the watery graves to give them a place to sail. And he puts them here with me, to whom he gave the message and the fruit what needs planting. I don't know if it was the Rotten King. Now who's bragging about their ship? It's too much to be a coincidence. Um, well, beggars can't be choosers. A ship's a Let's ship, I mean. Could it... Where, where is it uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Could it perhaps be redecorated? This The idea of these sails, it's just, it does not... It is not a majestic storytelling ship. That's your problem? Bella, can we have a sidebar? Give us a second. (laughs) Uh, He steps towards you, a pained shuffle, as he mutters about, In my vision, I saw the ship was draped in thick webs, webs from the sail top all the way to the deepest hull, as if spiders had made their claim. How those came beneath the waves, I am not sure, but the whole of it, uh, the the interior smashed and broken, uh, vegetation and seaweed fills it, salt and barnacles, and again, these countless webs. And then he reaches next to, uh, uh, he, he, uh, Phil, you're kind of going over to sidebars, he's muttering his description of the ship, uh, which, uh, sounds like a real bargain. Uh, this sounds terrible. Why are we, who, what are, we are not the Dread Pirate Roberts. Keep your voice down. So, I think, I'm in, baby. This is a free ship. Yeah, what are you talking wait, about? Wait just a moment. Bellic, okay. Wait. Sidebar, Bellic. I know you've been down here a while. Just stand by the tree, please. <laughs> uh, Bellic stands by the tree and mutters, There is nothing free with he who rules beneath the waves, with the man that offers you salvation from the Ew. deep. There is nothing free. But Bellic, will those big, giant spider webs protect us from large birds would they get caught in <laughs> in that web oh. i can only assume okay okay i'm coming around on this one All hold right, up guys. the rock king's gonna come in for his due and gonna Thank ask you. something from all of us that's not something to be messed with Thank you, Celeste. Thank you. For what? Really, I agree with you. We're free for once. We are in agreement. For once. What, what, why don't you ask the cards? They always seem to know what to do. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're at a real Good impasse point. here. Uh, why? While Celeste does her while Celeste does her uh, uh, her card reading, you're at a real impasse here. You're faced with two choices. Do you take up this uh, this? Uh, druid who serves the rotting king, uh, this, this supposed uh, undead god. Uh, do you uh, do you take his offer, which is to go and uh, join the drowned fleet by taking uh, one of these this ship that's apparently this ghost ship headed straight for Port Providence, um, and taking this fruit off to plant its seeds and spread Gothias trees uh, across the land as they once were in the ancient uh, days of the ancient ones? Or do you steal the fruit from this man, whether through force or trickery, return it back to Gel in prime water, uh, and complete your deal of paying a whole bunch of cash coins uh, and having him become a co-investor in your, uh, in your ship in which you go off as explorers for him? Or choose, in either case, you might choose to rebel against your new master and become pirates. Uh, but it's the question of, do you want to be a, 
explorer fleet or do you want to be drowned fleet? Well, I can breathe underwater for up to an hour. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, we're sidebarring. He can't hear us, right? I still feel like he can hear us. He's looking at the... Oh, I can't make eye contact with him. He can feel everything. <laughs> My ears fell off. <laughs> but you're still hearing us. That's worse. That is so much worse. The Gothias tree grants many powers to those who offer minor supplication. From one man to another, quit while you're ahead, man. Please. <laughs> okay, huddle okay, up. So you, so you put yourself into a sidebar. Uh, Celeste, what did your uh, your reading say? It's not great, yo. So let's just start with the first card, and I'm casting Augury as I do this. I'm looking to see if the stars are telling me, even though Belloc doesn't really respect the stars, but it's been working because the stars are showing us where to go. Um, Anyway, that's a side note. So looking to see if taking the ship is a good idea or not, or if it'll bring us woe. First thing to note, thief is upside down. Thieves are obviously us because we're pirates and we're trying to steal this fruit. But it's interesting to note that it is a loss of property, friendship, reputation. That could be us. Just saying. But let's keep going. The Berserker, also upside down. Berserker, might I remind you, is those with a bestial nature. (laughs) And then I look at Belloc. That's enough (laughs) said. Um, And then last but not least, which is usually the like big bring it all together. The paladin is facing upwards, and I look straight above us to try to find the paladin, but it's, like, covered in trees, so it's really hard to see. Um, I'm like, you'll see the... Either way. I look up my zenith. I'm like, the paladin's right there at our zenith. Um, Let's see. And I don't know, guys. I'm also, like, not a huge fan of this, but let's see. The paladin is just noble warriors, those who live by a code. And those who are stand opposed to all uh, undeath and uh, everything that they stand for, a.k.a. Uh, something like a drowned fleet uh, devoted to a dead god and perhaps, you know, an undead tree. But, so, hey, this is just one man's opinion. Yeah, is the berserker, does that mean I'm going to get angry at Balak? It could mean a lot of things. Is as I'm trying to, like, figure out if the cards are saying if it's wheel. Wait, how do you say wheel or woe? Yeah. Yeah, wheel or woe. Um, I also want to point out that the paladin could be also like, despite all these bad signs and all this darkness, that we could also come out on top. But I'm trying to gather from this. What if, you know, what if we're the paladins? And, you know, what if the the spiderweb sails are just metaphorical? I don't know. It doesn't sound metaphorical, it sounds very literal. So to be clear, uh, so Augury, you're you've you've done this great job, which inspiration for oh big inspiration. I'm like looking at the cave, like it's really hard to hear right now. As uh, you're giving this, uh, so you're you're doing this Augury, and the specific thing you're trying to understand through that interpretation is because uh, Augury is wheel or woe on one specific course of action, and is it you're asking team up with uh, Bellic? Get on this boat, yeah. All right, take, uh, take this boat. Is it wheel or woe? All right, uh, that's a tough. That's a toughie. Uh, let, let the DM decide real quick. <laughs> okay, let's talk this out a little bit. Well, you know, the stars speak to Celeste. Column A, little column B. That's what I, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wheel and woe this. There is certainly good results. You're confident of that. You're, you're, you're fully understanding. That was your thief interpretation already. Oh, but there are bad, bad results. Bad, 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 but great ones too. Guys, are we are we for real? Are we really considering this? <laughs> I mean, you know? I'm not, but I mean, life life is like the sea, you know. Sometimes you avoid Davy Jones, and sometimes you hitch a ride with him. I'm not saying right now is the time we should. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know if it was the Rotten King who gave me another chance. Uh. But and what a chance it was. Hmm. If it was, then I do owe a debt. And if if this is how I repay that debt, it's better than it's better than 
other things I could imagine. Are, are you sure that's how you repay the debt? Why does that include all of us, though? I don't know, guys. Something to think about, though. Like, If we don't take the panacea and plant it, the Rotten King's still upset. If we do take the panacea and we don't take care of it and it doesn't grow, the Rotten King's still upset. You know, it's a lose-lose, so is that enough to just take the ship? Yeah, so so let's take the lose situation where the patron we have to pay a debt to is not the undead god who is drowning the sea. <laughs> Perhaps it's the human man who that we could take advantage of. That's a very good point. This is why it's good to take our time and go over all our options. Thank you, Zellon. Ruber, are you saying we should, you know, do what we do bed best? A good old double cross, triple cross here? I'm, say, I'm saying, I'm saying eventually, but it is very hard to mutiny and double cross a potential undead god patron. It is much easier to double cross a, ma- a businessman. Well, okay, I look over at Bellic and I look back. If we kill Bellic and take this right now, we still piss off the drowned god, though. So how how do we go about pissing him off? You want to be treacherous or you want to be the brutal berserker about oh, it? That's a good point. Is it really that much? Have we considered planting it? Yeah, Is would it he be bad? pissed off if we kill this old man and plant the, plant it somewhere else? But that now we're just going in circles. I mean, then we're just being evil just because. <laughs> I mean, we could, you know, I'm I'm 100% on board to plant this, but I could be swayed to, you know, try and plant it and not take very good care of it and see what happens. I have a question. So we've been down here. We realized what we thought was like five minutes is actually like two months. So if Belloc is saying that we need to be down here for like months, wouldn't that just be like another 10 minutes? You were in the uh, the slight passage between, because you walked through a portal that put you temporarily in the Feywild for two months, but time flows differently in the Feywild than the mortal realm. So you were temporarily in a space where you spent two months and forgot it all. Then you stepped back into the mortal world, like literally seconds later in the mortal world timeline. Uh, so it'll yeah. be like actual you see, reasonable. Okay. I'll be like an eternity with this guy. Also, hear me out. Hypothetically, we take this dread vessel, and this is how we de- sail the sea. You still want to be a smuggler and a pirate, right? Yeah. Say we want to, I don't know, sail into a port and swindle some people. How do we do that on a boat covered in spider webs and looking <laughs> like death? <laughs> Let's be clear. You can clear the spider webs off. No, let's stay. It's not like floating above the surface of the water. There's like holes in the sails, and there's just a ghostly aura like hanging around it. I'm just saying, like Johnny Depp, or not Johnny Depp, uh, Jack Sparrow cleaned up the Black Pearl. The Black Pearl looked nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the color of the wood, Ruberry. You act like your dad never cleaned a ship before, you know? No, That's he didn't. What... That's what he had the child for. Oh. That's well, dark, man. I'm, That's I'm a lot sorry, to unpack. That's... We should talk... not... We don't have time now, but we should not really talk about that later. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to do this, but let's explore our options a little Hang bit. On. We Hang could on. take the ship. Hold on. Let me finish. We could take the ship. We could take the panacea. We could sell the ship. We could sell the panacea. Drown God's still pissed off at us, but we got more money. We can get whatever ship we want. I'm ready to plant it, but you know what you're saying is if you don't want to do it, we could do that. Who are we going to sell an undead ship to? There's plenty of people that would get in. We were just talking about this, Celeste. You clean up the cobwebs. No one knows what it is. Honestly, the fact that we're persuaded by this tells me someone would be willing to buy this. Oh, okay. Don't don't say we in this. I'm saying us as a if you know we, human. Okay, if we make a deal with this guy, he's been exiled from Obed High. That will ruin any chance I have to reconnect with my people, and yes. so my whole like mission's out. And my mission is to help bring my family back, and I need the Obed High for that. Yeah, I'm down to just kill all these people and just. We don't even have that. to kill them. Just 
bring back the signet rings and let him know that there's another option to find this fruit because they're running around, aren't they? Remember how we found out that they like uprooted and like moved? Just go find those. Yo, I got a, I got another angle. What if we told him that the signet rings, when we take them back, we'll have enough money to buy our own ship. I have all our treasure in the bag of holding. We could show him all our treasure as good faith so he knows we have enough to buy a ship. He probably doesn't even know how much a ship costs. He's been down here for so long. <laughs> and then we just get the Panacea. And the Drowned God's still mad at us. But who the <laughs> fuck cares? Because you guys just don't seem to care about the Drowned God. Which I don't is want great. the Drowned God on my side. <laughs> He's, okay. No. So, okay. So it sounds like uh, we, have some, we have good arguments for. We got good arguments against. Uh, there's, there's a lot of double crossing, triple crossing. I think I heard a quadruple cross. I think one of those wound up with you serving the Rotting King. But wow. only after betraying every NPC you've met to get there. Uh, <laughs> which is very classic you all. I, I'd be happy if you never went on a quest and accomplished <laughs> the goal. <laughs> but you do need to make a call. Because you look, oh, you hear that dun dun dun. You look over. No, you hear. Uh, you look over and see Belek is kind of looking at you inquisitively as you're fighting uh, and arguing in like loud whisper tones with each other. And Belek says, "It should not be so difficult to understand your purpose in the Rotting King's drowned fleet." Will, are you truly here to caretake it, to take the seeds? Why do you debate this? We're talking about planting locations. I know the best planting locations. I can give those to you. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, let us hear them. What? Oh. I'm just humoring him. <laughs> I don't have them on me. You have other rooms down here? <laughs> this is a very large compound. You only explored one small crevasse. You only explored one small crevasse after killing the gumbo bugbear. Uh, <laughs> you only smart, explored one small crevasse and then found a secret room, and you dodged easily like 30 rooms in this dungeon to get to this uh, this encounter with Bellic, uh, which is pretty cool. But he does have a full laboratory, which he then tells you, I have a full laboratory <laughs> uh, in several rooms. You, When I said you'd be staying here, he gestures, I didn't mean simply in this cavern. There's actual rooms and places you would learn botany. You'd have goblin servants to do things for you. Belloc, I have another important question to ask you. If you made a stake with the vampire tree and stabbed the vampire, would it die? I have... That's... That's a great question. It's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. We could find that out for you if we got some of the tree, too. No. You shall not take from the Gothias tree. It is a precious relic of the ancient ones. I have a question. Do we know if he's actually using this tree as the ancient ones intended? Because there's no way like... of knowing. That's too bad. And no way of knowing if the ancient ones even used these trees. Can I try and convince Celeste that to get her on our side? Go ahead. <laughs> no. no. No, not with a roll. <laughs> Convince her. Celeste, maybe I, the question she posits, I'm like, you can't say for sure. We, this might not be evil. What is it, a persuasion? <laughs> you can't roll to convince other player characters. <laughs> uh-huh. Celeste, does that convince your character? I don't. What do you mean? So you're saying that the you... We can't know for sure how the ancient ones intended to use like this tree or this fruit, right? Yeah. So, although he kind of like discounts um, your your coven or where you come from, that's not to say that they're correct. So, I don't know if I'm like positing that to your character to be like, I'm not trying to like unwind your dogma, but rather be like, what if there is more to this? You know, like, like maybe it's not layer. wrong to take this. Yeah, yeah. But then why would the people of Obed High exile him? 
Uh, he's a necromancer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just new medicine. You know, he's ahead of the curve. People don't like change. I don't know. It's clear he's working with undeath, and druids typically dislike undeath. Uh, so you you've all heard a litany of arguments for and against, a litany of plans, but you realize that you've been sitting down here long enough, and Bellic's clearly starting to lose faith in you, starting to lose trust in you, because it's taking you so long, and servants of the of the rotting king shouldn't take so long to make a decision. Um, because you, you, if you're truly servants of the rotting king, you wouldn't need to debate your choices here. Uh, so with that in mind, you realize you must make a decision. Do you side with uh, Bellic? You need to make a first step decision. You can always betray later. Do you wish to uh, side with Bellic now uh, and go seeking this Emperor of the Waves? Or do you wish to keep your bargain with Gelin Primewater and take the fruit from Bellic and go back to uh, Gelin? All right. Seems like the most logical step forward is to get this fruit. And bring it back to the devil we know. I uh, I start walking towards Belik and I say, Belik, you know that I'm tied to the Rotten King. Um, and you know that that bond is strong. And I get closer to him and I say, so I will, I'm tied with this tree as well. And while... I can't escape my bond from the Rotten King. I sure can fight it. And I pull out my gun and I shoot Belek. Greetings and salutations, Chaotic Normies. It's me, Ryan, who plays Rubar Gracehand on Chaotic Normal The Shattered Isles. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry again for last week's late episode, and I know this week uh, I'm a little bit late, but hey, guess what? Um, I got nothing. Uh, I lost track of time. But um, yeah, rate and review on iTunes, recommend to your friends. And hope you had a spooky Halloween. Ooh, but we're out of the spooky times and into that great festive winter season. Um, but yeah, uh, stay tuned for next week, and I'll talk to you then. Uh, bye bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.